0: Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. Open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and uh, meet me at verse 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 1. Before we read the passage of scripture, we are in a series that we call Church Words. And I want to take certain words in scripture and define them for you. So, words that we hear Uh, all the time and may not really have the correct definition. Now, I'm not going to exhaust every word. I'm really going to scratch the surface on the words that we go through to give you the opportunity to Do your own research. Matter of fact, I got an email recently that we talked about grace last week, and someone emailed me and said, you started me on a whole path. I bought a concordance, and I'm I'm going to study this word out. Thank you for just sharing that message. That's the goal. I want to spur something in you. I want to instigate something on the inside of you so that you can begin to learn these words and ultimately draw you closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. And in verse 1 of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, the Apostle Paul wrote this, and he says, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Somebody say prophesy. Prophesy. For he who speaks in the tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Look at verse 3, but he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. But he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. And look at verse 5, I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. Today I want to talk to you about prophecy and I'm going to title the message today you can prophesy. Say I can prophesy. I can prophesy. We are living in a day and age where your voice is extremely important to the earth. We are not living in a time where you can keep your mouth shut. We're living in a time that you must speak up and you must declare what the word of the Lord is. And in verse one, we see that Paul tells us to pursue love or to go after love with the intent to capture. Uh, we see in First Corinthians chapter 13, that is the love chapter. And he continues here in verse 14, verse 1, or chapter 14, verse 1, he says, pursue love. So go after love. Go after the love of God, go after love for one for another. And he says, and desire spiritual gifts. That means we are to crave and we are to want and we are to request spiritual gifts. Now, this church believes in spiritual gifts. We believe in all of the gifts of the Spirit. And in this passage, he says, but especially prophecy. And that word especially means specifically, or uh, uh, or you could say, um, you know, more... Where, where to market? That's not the word I'm looking for. But you, it just, it's specifically prophecy. You, you, he wants you to prophesy. And Paul is saying to us that, yes, pursue love, desire spiritual gifts, but I really want you to prophesy. And in verse two, he talks about talking to, to uh, God in tongues. And I believe in praying in tongues. I believe in speaking in tongues. But then in verse 3, he says here to us that for he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. He who prophesies will build up, will lift up, will encourage, will boost, will console, will reassure, and will comfort men. How many of you know we're living in a time that men are not receiving edification, exhortation, and comfort? We're living in a time where all we hear is bad news, and all we hear is whatever we hear, and all we think is whatever we think. And, and now we're, we're living in a time that we're so isolated that we only hear what, what they want us to hear. There are things out, especially when you talk about media and social media, they have you targeted. They're only sharing what they want you to see. And so we need to be men and women who are bringing edification, exhortation, and comfort. Prophecies should always uplift and build up. If you ever hear any prophet, and we'll talk about that, or any prophecy that it's tearing you down or tearing the church down, that is false prophecy. Prophecy should always uplift, encourage, boost, build up, reassure, and comfort men. And I wrote some things down here that I want you to see because I want to be very, very accurate with you today where prophecy is concerned. I want you to see, one, is that in prophecy, you have to be very careful that when you have received a prophecy, be very careful that that prophecy does not violate your conscience or that it does not go against God's written word. The prophecy that you have received must not violate your conscience and must not go against the word of God. I want to give an example. Thomas right here, and um, he shared this example with me a couple of years ago. He went to a place and uh, this place was a a ministerial uh, place and there was a man preaching and the man called himself a prophet. And uh, the man got to talking about the importance of changing your name. And he went through scripture about name changes. And uh, then somehow, some way, he uh, found out that Thomas's name was Thomas. And so uh, he, apparently he asked him, you know, do you deal with doubt? Okay, okay. My name is Devon and I deal with doubt. Okay, but he asked Thomas, did he deal When Thomas said, yes, you know, I deal with doubt. And, and some other lady came up as well and they began to say, you need to change your name. Because if you change your name, the doubt will go. And and so uh, this is why it's good to have a pastor. And so he calls me right after that and said, hey, I've got this information. Uh, what do you think about this? Because the man said something that really uh, irked me even more than that. He said, if you look, Doubting Thomas did nothing for the rest of his life after he was called Doubting Thomas. That is a bold-faced lie. A simple Google search would have showed him that he was known as Apostle Thomas, and he went to India, and hundreds and thousands of people gave their life to Jesus through Apostle Thomas, who for one instance in his life was known as Doubting Thomas. And so this man and some woman confirmed that he needed to change his name, and all the doubt would go away. Well, I said, does that that bring you comfort? Does that encourage you? Does that boost and uplift? He said, no, not at all. It confuses me. It it, 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 maybe I need to change my name, but I, I don't know. That's, it's so confusing to me. Is, would that help me get rid of doubt? I said, not at all, Brother Thomas. Not at all. And that's when I told him, my name's Devon, and guess what? I deal with doubt too. And, and that's why it's good to have a pastor. Listen, that's why it's good, and I'm, this is a side note, but it, it, going to different places, and um, you may want to. I don't control you. Okay, I'm my goal is not to control you, but you may want to run some of these places you going to first by pastoral leadership. Um, I remember Jerry and Kara went somewhere and they came to Stacey and I they said, We we want to go to this meeting, but before we do, what do you think about this part? I said, Oh, that minister's fine. Bless God, go. You can go and be a part of that. But if you go to all these weird looking places because you've been invited, there's gonna be some deception. And uh, there's, especially if I know the folks and, they, and I know they're crazy, I'm going to say, don't go. they crazy over there. But he, he had the maturity to call me and say, man, this doesn't feel right on the inside. And I said, it's not right. And then we moved on. His name is still Thomas. Come on, somebody. <laughs> say, hallelujah. Everybody say, hey, Thomas. Prophecy should never violate your conscience and it should never cause you to feel in an awkward, weird position. And we must understand that prophecy should always confirm what's on the inside of you. I went to Colorado about a year ago and a friend of mine, his church was being dedicated. And I took Zaven with me, had a great trip. And uh, after the dedication meeting, he had a special dinner for a handful of folks to be a part. And I was invited to this dinner. I didn't really know anyone else there. And um, sat at a table. There was a man at the table and his wife. And the man was very, very, very engaging. And uh, he and I got to talking, but his wife was looking at me kind of side-eyed. She was kind of looking at me like this. And I thought, well, maybe she just don't like me. You know, I don't I don't know. I, I don't care. You know, I got a wife. You know what I'm saying? And so um, I, I didn't care. But she was really kind of looking at me kind of odd. And, me, and, this, and the man and I, we got to talking. And it kind of got pretty late. And I, I said, you know, I need to go. I had Zavin with me. He's young. You know, the two-hour time change. I mean, at that point, it's 1 a.m. for him. And he's struggling. And I said, I need to get on out of here. And so I went and said bye to a couple of folks, and then when I got to the door to leave, this couple was standing there. And so I was like, "Oh, you're nice talking to you." And the and the lady grabbed me. Now she didn't say nothing to me, Matt, the entire time. She was looking at me sideways, and she grabbed me, and she said this to me. She said, "You've been praying about this, and what I was praying about, I'll share with you, was I was praying about 1 Corinthians chapter fourteen, verse one: Desire spiritual gifts, especially that you prophesy." And I was asking the Lord to increase that in my life. Lord, I desire the spiritual gifts to increase and that I prophesy, that I that I would see people and that you would give me a word for people that would encourage and lift them and boost them. And that was my desire. And I had just prayed that prayer that morning. And she said, you've been praying this. And I said, well, you you ain't said nothing to me the whole time. I said, well, yes, I have. I said, I actually prayed that this morning. And she said, well, the Lord said he hears your prayer and you have now received uh, the ability to prophesy with people and and you will encourage people. And she went on and then she started going on about some things that the Lord has showed me that we will do as a church and that we I will do specifically, maybe some things personally and some things as a ministry. She began to say these things. And this thing I know, I'm sitting there like, well, keep it coming, right? Keep coming. And, and she's going on about certain things that, that were confirmation in my heart. And, and she went, she, she went on about five minutes and was just, just saying what the Lord was telling her. And I'm like this at some point. I'm just like this. Like I receive it. All of it. I said all that to say all of it was confirmation. None of it was new or even direction. It was confirmation to what the Lord had said to me. And then she was saying some things that, uh, the Lord had spoke to me and I was like, I've never told anyone that. And she was saying like, the Lord says that that's going to increase on your life and, and, and certain things I've been believing God to increase on my life. She said, you've been praying about it. and the Lord says you, you have it now. All of these things, you have it now. And I thought, I just went to Colorado to hear a confirming word from God. I thought I went for my friend, but I really went to hear a confirming word from God. It encouraged me. It, it boosted me. It reassured me. It gave me a glimpse of the future that God has for me. This is what prophecy is all about. And so we find here in Ephesians chapter 4, if we look at verse 11... I want to share this with you. Ephesians chapter four, verse 11. Now don't turn there, but around verse six, it talks about Jesus giving gifts to men. And in verse 11, here are the gifts he gave. He, He himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. I want to pause there. What we typically do when we see a prophet, we typically do this, right? Fish swim, birds fly, prophets do what? That's what we typically say. Prophets prophesy. But if we look at this passage of scripture, a prophet is a gift from Jesus to the body of Christ. And if you don't know why you need a pastor, then Ask Jesus, because it's Jesus' gift to the body of Christ. If you ask me, well, why do I need a pastor? I'm going to tell you to ask Jesus, because he the one that gave the gift to the body of Christ. Say, Jesus, why do I need a pastor or a prophet or apostle or a teacher or an evangelist? But the prophet's role is first and foremost to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. First and foremost, a, a prophet is supposed to preach and teach the word of God so that we can come into the unity of the body and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Prophets are to equip the saints, and they equipped you and I to hear God and encourage you and I with a word from God. You are not a prophet just because you prophesy. I I need for you to get this. A prophet is a calling. It's a gift of God and a calling. And even if a prophet doesn't prophesy, it doesn't mean he's not a prophet. Hear me, because we like to look at, well, he's prophesying, he must be a prophet. He could be wrong, consistently wrong. Now, a prophet, generally speaking, will carry with them a gift of prophecy. That doesn't mean they know everything about everything. It just simply means that God will reveal certain things to them for such a time as this. And they, generally speaking, will carry with them a word of wisdom. And I'm going to talk about that later and or a word of knowledge. And, and occasionally a prophet would also carry with it the gift of discerning spirits. They can discern spirits and, and really, um, Decipher between, you know, what's, what's right, what's wrong, what's good, what's evil, so on and so forth. I know a few prophets, and they, they don't know everything about everything. They don't know who's going to win the basketball game, and they don't know, you know, what you did last night. It's only by the revelation of the Spirit of God that a prophet will prophesy. But I want you to know this as well, that a prophet can be wrong. And the prophet in the New Testament is different than the prophet in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, they were viewed as seers, and they were the ones that had the anointing of God on them, and you went to them for direction. If you didn't know what to do, you better find your prophet, and that prophet will guide you. But in the New Testament, bless God, we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. We have God himself on the inside of us. And we don't have to go to a prophet to find out what we're supposed to do. The Spirit of God is going to tell us what we're supposed to do. Now a prophet or prophecy, somebody say prophecy, Prophecy. can confirm what the Spirit of God has told us to do. Prophecy should not direct you. In today's New Testament church, it should confirm. Prophecy today should not direct you. I got to say it again. It should confirm. Oh, I got to say it one more time. Prophecy today should not direct you. It should confirm. I don't care if a prophet walked up to you, Don, and said, you need to leave Ruthie. That's not what you don't say. Well, prophets also said I needed to leave my wife. I guess I better do that. No, that's no. No, that's not right. Or I've seen some uh, so-called prophets tell people they need to marry each other. You, you better hear from God first before you marry somebody that the prophet told you to marry. And so it should be confirmation. Now, prophecy today should also warn you. Um, for example, um, listen, if you continue down that path, Uh, It's going to end in destruction. That should be a warning. Prophecy can warn you. Prophecy can admonish you. Uh, It's not always cotton candy and cookies and cream ice cream. It it can be a strong warning and it can be strong uh, admonition on you. Now, prophecy is a divine inspiration. Listen to this. And an immediate revelation. Revelation. It's a divine inspiration and an immediate revelation. It is to declare. And uh, what I want you to see in these in prophecy is that God will reveal something to you. I said God will reveal something to you. Not, Not to the prophet. I said to you. God will reveal something to you and then you can share it with someone else. It's a divine revelation and inspiration. I went and spoke at UNC Charlotte. This was a couple of years ago. I got invited to speak there. And it was probably about a hundred college students. And I asked the guy leading it, could I, could I lay hands on people? I said, I said, I just want to lay hands on people today, if that's okay. I mean, you see the, the authority, if he'd have said no, I wouldn't have done that. He said, actually, no one's ever done that in our group. I would love for you to do that. It hasn't been done. We bring speakers in, and no one does that, but if you want to do it, I I just, since in my heart, I just want to lay hands on people, and if you're okay with it, I'm going to do it. So I preach the message in the end. If you want hands laid on you, I want you to come to the front. Do you know that 99% of them feel that altar? It's amazing how many people wanted hands laid on them, and now we have churches today that don't even believe in laying hands on folks anymore. They don't even have an altar. You can't even come down because there ain't nothing down at the altar. And these these young people came down the altar and I just laid hands on. I began to just hear what was in my heart and I laid hands on each of them and I went down the line and I began to say something and I got to this one lady and I was I was just you know, just prophesying and and prophesying. What is prophesying? It's a divine inspiration. It's encouragement. It's uplifting. It's building. It's boosting. It's reassuring. It's consoling. So God has a plan for your life. Is that a prophecy? Huh? Yes, that's a prophecy. God has a plan for your life. That's a prophecy. And so I went to this young lady, and I was going. I was just had my eyes closed, and and I said. And the spirit of God said to me, he said, tell her that her husband is a man that I have brought to her and he's going to, he's going to strengthen her and help her and, and fulfill, help fulfill her dreams. Now I'm talking to the college students. So I'm like, Lord, this is off. I mean, they, they not, they know they're not married. I mean, this is an 18, 19 year old. And I heard it again, tell her that her husband Is going to be a man that will strengthen her, encourage her. And I said, Lord. No, I didn't say Lord. I said, "Mm." I didn't want to say it, guys. I said, your husband is a man that will strengthen you and comfort you and encourage you. and, And he is God's design for you. And everybody started laughing. Everybody started laughing. And I thought, Why? Is everybody laughing? So I opened my eyes and looked and they said, she just got married last week. I was like, oh, and there's her husband right there. He was in the audience. I said, wow. And and they were smiling. Everybody was laughing. Now, understand they had never experienced this at UNC Charlotte, this particular group of the prophetic of. Of laying hands on, laying on of hands, of declaring a word from God. And at that moment, they all thought, whoo, this thing is real. He taught, he doesn't know her. He talked about her husband. She's an artist. And I was sitting there thinking, I didn't know that. I didn't know she was married. I was thinking I was losing my mind, <laughs> but it brought encouragement. It boosted her. It brought reassurance. It was a prophecy. Now you'll see some things like the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom. And I want to explain this to you. The word of wisdom, let's go there first. The word of wisdom is a supernatural revelation by the spirit of God regarding the future. And so if you have a word of wisdom for someone, it's a supernatural revelation from God that you are going to share. And notice I'm talking about you sharing it, not someone sharing it with you. You are going to share words of wisdom with people that's going to regard their future. The, the word of knowledge is the opposite. It's a supernatural revelation from God regarding someone's past or present. Supernatural revelation from God regarding someone's past or present. And so uh, I was one particular time I was... I went to this, uh, well, no, let me tell this story. There's a man that I know, his name is Hugo, and Hugo and I are um, good friends. I hadn't talked, to, we don't talk all the time, but we're good friends, and Hugo, I was dating a girl, this is long before Stacy, obviously, <laughs> I was dating, uh, dating this girl, and I thought maybe, you know, maybe, maybe she could be it, or, you know, whatever, I mean, I thought we got along fine, and this could be, you know, could be the one. I wasn't so sure, sold on it, but it could be, you know. And Hugo sent me this text. And the text was a verse. And the verse was a word of knowledge for me. And the verse simply said, you know, it's better to, uh, what's that, that verse in Proverbs? It's, yeah. <laughs> no, it's better, better to live in a house in a ho- alone. Yep. It's yeah, better to sleep on the roof, there you go, than to live with a contentious woman. And that came out of the like to me, it came out of the blue. We hadn't talked for months. And he sent that verse. And I called him up out. I said, Why'd you send it? He said, The Spirit of God told me to send you this verse. I said, Man, what you don't know is I'm dating a girl now, and we we argue, you know, we argue all the time. He said, The Lord told me to tell you that. That was confirmation, it wasn't direction. It was confirmation. Do you see the difference? It was a warning. It was a word of knowledge. He was talking about my present situation. He had no idea what it was. Uh, there was one particular time I was, uh, went to this particular place, and uh, I wasn't the speaker, but I went. With, matter of fact, Hugo, I went with Hugo. This was years ago. Hugo was the speaker, and he asked me to come with him. And I went with him, and they did, a, they, they did a time of prayer, and they asked me to pray. And I was up front and I was praying over uh, these people and I was like and I was declaring the word of the Lord. I can't tell you what I said. I don't remember. But it was the word of God. This is going to happen and this is going to happen and God's going to do this and God's going to do that. And I looked at that person. I said, now, does that bear witness with you? And the person looked at me and said, no, habla inglés. They they hadn't they didn't speak English. They had no idea what I was talking about. And I thought, oh. Wow! I just prophesied, and they didn't—they didn't understand a word I said, and I felt so bad about that. I get—I get in the car. I'm like, man, I, I did this whole kind of spiel, and they didn't know anything that I said. And uh, I end up, the Spirit of God, a couple days later, said, "You know what? Just because they didn't know what you said, doesn't mean that the prophecy is not—is not real, and it did not take." Praise God! I, I just that, that tried to discourage me. There was a man that I was talking to. Uh, a couple of weeks ago about this topic, and he said he was a young minister and he was, he went to a church and he saw two people sitting on the second row and it was a man and a woman. And he said, now, God is saying that this union is going to bless the nations and so on and so forth. Come to find out they didn't even know each other. And he's like, I missed it. Guess what? You can miss it. I wish that was the case. They got married. But no, you could miss it. They didn't know each other. He thought, He thought they were already married. Listen. Have you? How many of all, How many of you just uh, rode a bike and fell off the bike? Did, did it stop you from riding the bike again? No. How, how many of you just you know said something that you shouldn't have said? Did it stop you from talking? No. And so he said, these things you you might miss it, but try to encourage people. Matter of fact, in First Corinthians chapter fourteen, verse thirty-one. I believe sometimes I get words for people and so do you. Let me say it again. Sometimes I get words for people and so do you. Sometimes I get words from people and so do you. First Corinthians 1431, it says, for you can all prophesy. Not just the prophets. You can all prophesy one by one that all may learn and all may be encouraged. Encouraged. You can all prophesy. Now watch this. I wrote this down. You can all prophesy. That's one. You can all learn. What are we learning? We are learning to prophesy. You can all learn. You can all encourage. You can all encourage. Here's what you have to do. Make yourself available. And then be bold. Make yourself available and then be bold. You can all prophesy. Matter of fact, we all should be prophesying. We all should be encouraging each other. We all should be saying something to someone that boosts them, that reassures them. That consoles them. You, you should be giving people something to say. This is what prophecy does. Prophecy gives you something to say. What do I mean by that? If the Lord would give me a word for Drew and I say, Drew, the best is yet to come for you. I just gave him. Matter of fact, the Lord gave me a word for Drew right then. Drew, the best is yet to come for you. Now, I just gave him something to say. Now he can begin to say, the best is yet to come for me. Prophecy should give you something to say. When I'm listening to people, and here's, I take prophecy so real that I have these things transcribed. If someone gives me a word, I immediately have it transcribed. Matter of fact, Colleen has transcribed some prophecies for me, that I and I have it written out. And what I do, if it's in a service, obviously you can transcribe it. I, 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 I read it and then I'll take the audio and I'll play it and I'll play it. Because why? It's encouraging me. It's strengthening me. When times are tough, when I feel distracted, that word from God is comforting me. And there are times that someone would give me a word. They don't know it. I grab my phone. I hit the video memos. And I hit record. And I put it right here and let them share that word that the Lord gave it to me. Gave, it, gave them for me. And I'll listen to it because these words are so precious. They're life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Now, imagine people in your sphere of influence. If I do that for people that maybe I don't know or people that I trust and they give me words, imagine your sphere of influence. You giving someone a word. And they receiving it like Susie told me that all will be well and that there are things that I'm going through in this life, but everything is going to be okay. That's going to encourage people. That's going to strengthen people. And we have this misconception that only the prophet can do that. No, we can all prophesy. And don't come... Um, Ugh, this is, this is my two cents, but I'm up here with the mic. I could say it. Don't, don't come, you know, don't listen to, uh, prophets that, you know, have A or B. Well, you know, uh, that's gonna be, I prophesy it's gonna be a boy. Well, it's gonna be a boy or a girl. You know, I mean, come on, it's gonna be one of the two. I prophesy this president's gonna win. Well, they either are or they're not. That, that's not a legit prophecy. I prophesy that, you know, this governor is going to win and... and, Okay, I mean, they're running, so they have a chance. No, get a word from God through the prophecy. Find out what God is and not what someone wants. Are you listening to me? But what God is saying. A lot of times because of these prophecies that God will give you four people... I wish that you were so holy that it's directly from God to the person, but it comes through your filter. And a lot of times it's what we want. Don't shut me down when I'm preaching good. We're going to prophesy something that we want to happen. And say, that's a prophecy. Well, I don't know. And because you are human. You can't miss it. That's okay. Keep prophesying. Keep sharing with people. Keep encouraging people. Keep motivating people. Keep at it. Keep at it. You're instigating them. You're you're stirring them up. You're, You're getting them to the point where they feel comforted. What I'm asking you to do is to make yourself available. And I want you to be bold. You have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander, pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information, go to our website at www.truelifefc.org. You can also support this ministry financially through our website. Thank you and remember to love, learn, live and lead.